Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. My name is Brad Hebner, and I will be your guide on your journey to self-mastery of your construction business. If this is your first time here, we have lots of great content out there for you. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok under Hammer and Grind Podcast. You can also check out our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group, where we have free trainings and conversations to help you in your business. If you want to shortcut the pain of doing things the wrong way, invest in yourself by signing up for our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. You can find out more information about that at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. On today's show, I have a very special guest to talk about the contracting business from a wife's perspective. I'd like to introduce a very intelligent and beautiful woman who is also my support system, my wife, Bethany. Dear, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Hello, everyone. No problem, dear. I'm happy to help you, as always. So as I mentioned, she is my support system. And today we're going to be talking about the contracting business from the wife's perspective. Now, we will lay out the foundation here in that my wife is a, has a full-time job. She does not work in my business. And so this is from a perspective of you know, a wife who is not actively working in the contracting business. So with that being said, first question, in one sentence, what's it like being married to a contractor? An amazing roller coaster. Roller coaster? Yeah. You know, like, not everybody likes roller coasters. So, you know, not everyone probably should be married to a contractor. There's some highs on roller coasters and there's some lows. There's some times where you're scared out of your mind. And there's some times where you're like, this is the most amazing feeling ever. So it's kind of like that. Well, I guess that's a fair description of what it's like. Now, I've been in business for my 11th year, and we've been married ever since I started the business. So you've been there since the very beginning. What was it like in the beginning of my business for you? Oh, man, it, it was really hard. I was really naive. And I think I still am naive, naive in a lot of ways. But I uh, really had no idea what I was getting myself into marrying a contractor or marrying a business owner, uh, how that was going to impact our relationship, how that was going to impact our family. Uh, so I think there was just a lot of things for me to learn early on. So it was really hard to really process that early in our marriage uh, on top of learning how to be married and, and how to be a supportive wife or a business owner. So I think there was a lot of learning. The learning curve was very great at the beginning. Well, that's, that's a fair statement. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because, you know, we always talk about stuff from the contractor's perspective. And I think a lot of times we don't actually consider the from our family's perspective, you know, whether it's our spouse or kids, 
employees, whatever, you know, people besides ourselves. So I really wanted to have you on here and uh, talk about these things. So early on, I mean, obviously any new business starting out, it's going to have, you know, they're not going to be, usually they're not going to be killing it on their first year. Like they're not going to, you know, making huge profits right out of the get-go. So were you ever stressed out about finances because I wasn't making enough money? <laughs> I feel like this, these are like burning questions. Yeah. I mean, that is, was definitely the case. So, I mean, a little bit of background is, you know, when we first got married, I had just graduated graduate school and was in residency and, you know, not only making about 80% of a, a normal salary of a physical therapist. We had two kids. Yeah, it it was really, really hard because, you know, even at the beginning, you would, you didn't pay yourself a salary. It was, you you would do kind of those member draws and it was always kind of questionable if there was going to be one, you know, that month. And when we looked at the monthly budget, we tried to just make it based off of my salary, but even then it was, it was really, really hard because, you know, we want to go out to eat or we'd want to do something fun together because, you know, again, we're early in our marriage and we have two, two kids, eight, eight and 13, the girls were that age and we were going to soccer tournaments out of town. I mean, so yeah, it was, it was really, really stressful. I think it was probably more stressful for you though, because I'm not really driven by that, I can be pretty comfortable in lots of different circumstances when it comes to money, but I, I could, I, it was stressful for me, but I think it was probably more stressful for you. Well, we're not talking about me here, dear. We're not talking about how stressed out I was. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely very frugal and not, not motivated by money. So I'm the, I'm the saver in our relationship. So here's the thing is you're the spender and I'm the saver. And so what would stress me out was not having enough savings. Like, you know, God is good and God blessed us in many, many ways. I had thousands of dollars of student loan debt that we had to pay off. I had over $70,000 of student loan debt. So on top of all that stress of a new business, plus my student loan debt, plus raising a family, it was incredibly stressful. And for me, I like to have a certain number in my bank account just to, from a savings perspective. And that just wasn't possible because we had all those outgoing things. So, so yeah, it was, it was really, really tough in those early, early days. Well, we, we did one thing right. And that's, so whenever I was toying with the idea of starting a business, we were engaged and not married yet. And so, but with the process of getting married, uh, we were buying a house. We ended up buying a house on short sale and it needed some work. So I had about three months or so worth of work that needed to be done to it, which was kind of like budding up right to our marriage. So we tried to time it so we could like move into this house right when we got married. But the reason I'm telling you that is that we, we bought a house based on pretty much your income at the time. Like we we knew that with the business starting, without knowing with the unknown of the of the finances coming in, I don't remember exactly, and you might remember this, but 
I think I had to I had to make like a thousand dollars. I had to bring home like a thousand dollars a month to cover the shortcomings off of your income. Yeah, I think actually that was like spot on. That's kind of what we budgeted is how much we needed from you a month. Right. And so I, you know, basically I had to bring home a thousand dollars to cover any expenses. And we were, like you said, we had a bunch of debt from both of us. Of course, we were doing the Dave Ramsey debt snowball thing. But, but yeah, I mean, we were smart in that. I mean, if had it been a situation where I had to make three or four thousand dollars a month, I think we would have been in big trouble. So that's about finances. Uh, and that's obviously early on because I didn't know what I was doing, right? Like I knew how to do the trade. I knew how to, to fix things and work on things and build things. But I didn't know anything about business because we talked about in previous podcasts about ego suppression. You know, here I am. I'm thinking I can figure it out and do it. And I'm getting all these, I'm getting this work, you know, but it's like at 20% gross profit, which is terrible. (laughs) So it's easy to get a lot of work when you're not making any money at it. Right. So did we ever have any fights about my business? (laughs) Again, burning loaded questions. Did we, I I mean, I feel like that's a past tense question, but I feel like it's still in the, should be in the future tense. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I mean, it's, you would have to comment on this. I feel like for a majority of the time, I am very supportive uh, wife and very much a supportive of your business and, and you being a business owner and try to invest in the right ways to, to get you going forward. But yeah, I mean, there, we would have fights about your time, like how you were spending your time. You know, I I know early on the weekends we would have the girls, you would be working and I would be left alone, you know, raising two teenagers. And that would frustrate me. I felt like a lot of times you would, because the business came first, it was like our relationships and our family were abandoned at times. And that was really frustrating. It was really hard. And I don't know, I, I think part of the selfishness in me was like, don't you want to be home with our family? Don't you want to be home with us? So I think that stemmed a lot of those arguments. I think some of the stress of the finances stemmed some of those arguments. I think now we, you know, it's it's always a balance. It's I've learned a lot to to know how much it takes to put into the business. And I think you've learned a ton over the years on how to be more productive and how to, how to get more out of your daily work that you can come home and you can invest in the family and you can not have to work on Saturdays and Sundays. And um, so, but you know, it's partly our relationship too. I mean, maybe the listeners don't know as well, but like, we're both kind of like hotheads when it comes to an argument situation. <laughs> so, no, come on now. Come on. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I mean, the, the simple answer is, yeah, we've had some arguments, but I think we've learned a lot from those and a lot more understanding and both you've learned uh, along the way. And I've learned, you know, how to be better at being supportive and encouraging and, and to not take some of those things so personal and and to know that you're going to need that time or you're going to need to be able to invest in in working hard and not maybe here when when I would want you here. 
You know, I think I tried to vanguard early on, like when we were dating, like I'm going to be, I'm a business owner. I'm going to be a business owner, right? Like that's not a nine to five type of job where we're home every night. And I was like always trying to vanguard against, you know, that type of lifestyle. And I think if if you run your business correctly, it can be, you know, kind of a nine to five type job. I mean, it, it can be similar to that. I mean, there's always going to be the late night emails or the, you know, the the phone call that comes in, employees sick or whatever, like those things are still going to happen. But early on, I was like, you know, working every Saturday, working late at night, you know, till midnight because I had to get this estimate out for this customer. You know, they were waiting for that estimate and going around and doing the free estimates, you know, in the evenings, you know, many times early on where I would not get home till 6.30 or 7 at night because I was going out looking at jobs. So, a lot of that early on was just because of not knowing how to run a, a real business, contracting business. I know there were times, I mean, you're, you're very much a hands-off of the business. Now, there's, there's been times over the years where I've asked you to help out, you know, help out with some admin stuff, and you've, you've done that. But I mean, pretty much, like, you have no idea really what happens on the daily basis of the business. Like, where I'm at, I mean, like, currently True. where I'm at in the business. True. I mean, you're like, just give me the money each paycheck, and that's <laughs> no. all I need. Come on now, come on, <laughs> come on. But but I mean, from a from a investment standpoint, from your perspective, like you're not really invested in the business on a day to day basis, is what I'm trying to say. True. Yes, I. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't. I I have in the past put receipts in and tried to organize some file folders for you, but. There is really nothing in your business that is within my skill set. And truth be told, I don't like doing things that I'm not 100% good at. So yeah, I just think it's your business. And you've said that to me a lot. It's our business. And and I'm kind of like, no, I think it's kind of your business. And I really love that it's your business. But And I appreciate you including me. But yeah, I don't invest in the day-to-day course we talk about like what job are you doing this week and and I surely market to my friends and family and and all those things but yeah I mean I'm not working in it day in day out we're not working together on certain projects um, that would be a disaster so I definitely agree with that we, we couldn't work together even if we wanted to <laughs> <laughs> you're very much a, a scheduled I don't want to say OCD because I, I don't think that's true, but I mean, you are kind of OCD, dear. Like you like everything to be in line and organized and scheduled. And yeah, I I will readily admit I have some OCD tendencies. I I'll own that. And I do as well. I mean, I'm pretty OCD about you know how things are put away and organized and all that stuff. So so we we don't we're not compatible to work together in the business. And and that's okay. I mean, this is also, you know, it's important for you and your spouse to figure out what works, right? So I remember early on, I'm like, man, all these other contractors have their wives help them. You know, if if I didn't have to answer the phone all the time and and talk to these people and email and send out COIs and send out invoices, like I would have more time to make more money. You know what I mean? So like early on, there was probably some resentment there that you weren't like actually working in the business. But there are a lot of contractors that that their wives do that. I mean, they they work in the business that they're the office. We have several in our in our group that are like that. That's so, awesome. 
good for them. Yeah, and we even like uh, Kristen uh, Bender is in our group. She we talked to her about that and how early on they had a crazy dynamic until you know she learned the profit sales system and how to sell better. And now they have a great dynamic and they're they're killing it in their business. So I do have another question for you here. What's the one thing that you are tired or were tired in the past? It could be present or past. What's one thing that you're tired of hearing about at the dinner table? <laughs> well, number one is I got to find good help. Can't find good help. If I just had good help. That, uh, I probably only said that like two times. Come on now. I, you know, I feel like it's been a little bit more than that. That and, you know, just being frustrated with, it's it's interesting. I, and I don't know if other relationships are like this, but, you know, you always, your your spouse is the person you, you, you vent to. And, and so I don't really hear a whole lot of positives. Like, I don't really hear your wins. You don't really talk about your wins. I hear all the, all the negatives. So you can't find good help. What went wrong on a job, you know, like, when, when the, the plumbing was leaking or you opened up the wall and sure enough, there was all these problems. And I think it, that wears on you over time as a, as a wife, as a spouse is just like every night sitting at the dinner table, like, how was your day? And it's all negative. And it, I'm very optimistic person. And so it, it's like, I try to find the positive in the situation and I don't know that you always appreciate that because you kind of want to wallow in those for a, a little bit. And so I've learned over time to just kind of acknowledge and and really just say, you know what, that really stinks. I'm really sorry. And and honestly meaning and I'm not like just placating you, but I think that was those are the things that are hard for me is just to hear every night, like what were the negatives, what were the things that went wrong? And gosh, for eleven years we just can't find good help. Dear, you're not supposed to throw me under the bus. Then you get the notes ahead of time about making everything sound perfect. <laughs> well, you you know, you did tell me to be honest. <laughs> this, I mean, you know this, but uh, I mean, being uh, more like mindset and outcome is is one of the top things that I've been working on for the last couple of years. I tend to be a more of a negative person. And so that is probably one of my biggest weaknesses uh, in my personal journey to self-mastery. So, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because it's from your perspective, like that's all you hear, right? And so, and it may not be that, you know, I'm not complaining every day, obviously, but no, if, no, all no, you, no. If, if all you hear, you know, come out of my mouth, whether it's once a week or once a month is negative things, then... You know, there may be 10 positive things, but I only complain about the one negative, right? And so all you hear is the negative things. And then you start to think, man, all he does is have his negative problems. Like, why is he in business if all he has is negative things and so on and so on? Yeah. I mean, is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I do, I would agree with you that, man, over the last two to three years, you've really been pouring into learning more and learning how to, to be better. And, and I think, you know, you've have had some adjustments to that where you're, you know, finding some positives and in, in things. And, but yeah, I think you don't say something every single day, but 
anytime we talk about the business, it's usually something negative. And, and so that's, that's hard. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I mean, I don't, I mean, I can go back and look at it. And if I think about it intentionally, I can see that. Right. But it's not something I think about like, Oh, all I ever talk about is negative things. And you're right. It is mostly venting. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not like we're just having regular conversations and that's what I like to talk about. It's just usually I'm frustrated because of something that happened that day. And so I'm venting to you, Yeah, but it can get, can get old after a while. So that's really good. That's a good point to take note of guys. If you're, if you're always venting to your wife. So the next question kind of ties into this. What's it like for you seeing your, your spouse struggling in their business? I mean, really any aspect of it. It's, you know, it's, it's a real challenge. It's, it, especially for me that because I'm so hands off on your business, I don't have a whole lot of things I can do to help you. And that feeling of feeling helpless to me, especially my why in life is to help people. Like I, that's why I became a physical therapist. That's why I became an educator. I want to help people. And so to see you struggle, to see you day in and day out, not feel like you're accomplishing your dreams or accomplishing your goals and being frustrated by that. It's extremely, extremely difficult. And I ask you a lot all the time, you know, how can I help? And it's like, there's not really anything you can do. And I don't, of the things that I could help you with, I don't necessarily have the time to help you with those things, being that I have a full-time job currently going to school to get my PhD and we have five and a half year old son. So it is, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hard place. It's, I don't like to see you struggle. I, I uh, get sad that you have to go through those struggles. It's not fair. I, I say many times that that's, I mean, that's the F word that I don't really like is the word fair because, you know, life's not fair, but gosh, you work so hard. You put in so much work and I just want the world for you. I just want the best for you. And so to see that not come to fruition in the way that you hope and dream is, is really hard. Well, that's tough hearing me hearing you say that actually. It's kind of funny. We've never actually had this conversation. (laughs) We haven't. I'm sitting here crying right now. (laughs) Who knew that going live on a podcast would actually have conversations about things we never talked about, dear. Okay. If you had a magic wand, and this is a word track we use in our sales training. If you had a magic wand, what's one thing that you that you would fix or you know wish you could fix in my business? And it doesn't have to be like right now. It could be you know in early on. Like, what's one thing that you would fix if you had a magic wand? If I could fix in your business, you know, I would. Hmm. I don't know what would be the driver. See. Okay, this is how my mind works is when I assess patients, I'm always looking for what's the driver? What is the one thing that if I can fix that one thing, everything else will fall into place because our bodies are just innately connected. And so that's how I look at this question is like, what's the one thing? And I think really having some strong employees that have strong skill sets and are loyal and passionate as you are about 
making people's homes amazing for them to live in and remodeled and those things. I think early on the business and now, like if I could have a magic wand, I would give you a team of employees that were loyal, passionate, hard workers that, you know, really produced what you were looking for so that you could do the things that you're really, really good at as well. And and you're passionate about by helping contractors like you do with this podcast, like you do with Profit Club, because, you know, your heart is outwardly focused and you really want to be able to help others and, and help their businesses grow as well. And so I think that would be my, my magic wand swipe. Well, that's a good one. I mean, that would probably be, it would either be that or it would tie with knowing really how to, what to charge like early on in the business. Yeah. I mean, that, that's true. Like, see, that's the hard part too, is like you worked so many years for nothing and you were like, you said 20%. Well, sometimes I remember many times actually where you would say, I lost money on that job. I lost money on that job. And that was pretty consistent just because not knowing how to estimate your time or estimate your helper's time and, and then not charging enough certainly played a role in that. So I think, again, it's like finding what's the driver in the situation having what you've been put in place in the last several years with the profit sales system and being able to, you know, know how to estimate and how to charge now is uh, immensely different than what it was early on in the business and, and how much happier you are. And, and I, I don't hear you say I've lost money on a job anymore. I, I can't even remember the last time I heard you say that. Well, that's partly because I quit telling you. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean that I yeah, that doesn't usually happen. I mean, I may not make as much money because something happened, but it's not I'm not losing money on jobs anymore. Well that I mean that's yeah, I mean I those those two things, finding good employees and charging more. I don't know if I've ever told you this and it's might be painful to hear, but I mean I've roughly calculated that if I knew what I was charging from day one, you know, what I should have charged versus what I did. And when we, I probably cheated this out of over a million dollars over the past year, ten years. Uh, gut punch. Yeah, exactly. But we know now, and now we can change that. So, all right. So now we kind of led right into this. I mean, what's it like now? Once I once I learned how to charge more. Once I started not wasting my time going out and doing free estimates and all that stuff. I mean. What's it like now for you in the business? Well, you know, there are there was a definite shift when you started using this process, when you started not having to go out to people's homes at 5 p.m. at night. I mean, we have dinner together as a family at 6, 6.30 every night. And sometimes we don't have dinner at that time because of me now and not because of you. Uh, and there were so many times where we're like, I would keep your plate warm in the microwave and we wouldn't eat together because you were going out and because so many people work eight to five jobs and they couldn't have you come out to do your, your estimate until after five. Um, and so those sorts of things, I mean, were game changers and 
gosh, like just the difference in you. I mean, just knowing that your time wasn't being wasted and you could be more productive with your time, like that made a big boost in you and and your happiness as well that bled over into our family and and our relationship. So, I mean, tons of positives that I don't know that you probably have encapsulated as much because you maybe don't know because I'm seeing that and seeing those things come out in you. Um, So, yeah, I think that really was a game changer for sure. Well, that's the that's why I wanted you on this podcast because I wanted it from your perspective. I wanted other contractors who are out there grinding, working fifteen hour days, spending the weekends, and all the stuff. And you know, maybe their maybe their wife doesn't say anything, you know, because they they don't want to they want to be supportive, right? So they don't plain to their husband about working too many hours, and unless it's you know gets to be really bad. But I mean, I, I'm I'm glad you shared all that. So. That leads us right into the next question as well. So for the contractors that are married, what's the one thing you would tell them they should know about their wife? And this, I'm speaking to male contractors who, have, who are married. What's the one thing they should know about their wife regarding the business? And this can be anything, you know, like you said, complaining about the business, not sharing enough information. What's the one thing you would say to contractors that they need to know from a wife's perspective? Yeah, I think it's a little bit tough to say one thing. Um, (laughs) I kind of go back to what I talked about earlier is that, you know, the venting can get old over time. So I think mixing in some positives in there, you know, making sure that your wife feels secure in the, in, in the fact that, you know, the, the business is, is doing as best as it can to, and, and, and not hearing all of the, all of the negative. I think that, that is important to kind of maybe do the, the compliment sandwich sort of thing. Like, you know, what's one good thing you can vent about your negative and then also one good thing to follow up with or, or something like that is, is, is really having those conversations because, you know, we really want to see you succeed as your partner so we want to hear those wins and we want to celebrate with you because I love celebrating. I love being excited with you. And I think a lot of times contractors are pretty modest, especially business owners. They're just, they're, they, they get a win and then they're on to the next one. Like it's like, like it's no big deal. And I think, you know, celebrate your wins with your wife, tell them about them just as much as you tell them about the things that frustrate you. I love it. That's great advice. I'm taking notes here, by the way. <laughs> All right. One last question, dear. This is for the wives. So for the contractor's wives, what piece of advice would you give them regarding their husband's business? You know, I think it probably depends on what kind of wife you are. Like, are you in the business? Are you not in the business? But from my perspective, not really uh, other than just a sideline cheerleader. I think that's probably my number one advice is just know that they need the encouragement and they need that continual support. And even when you get frustrated and overwhelmed with maybe the negatives and things like that, or if you're even scared, you know, if, if you're relying on your husband primarily as that, as you know, your financial uh, support, that can be a really hard place to hear and hear him struggle. So I think, you know, have faith, 
encourage him, be supportive of him and, and show him the respect that, you know, that I think that helps him, you know, that, that process. And so continually, even when you're frustrated, when you're, you're down and, and having a hard time hearing the same thing over and over again, take that moment to, to try to say an encouraging word or however he receives encouragement or support, extend that, that grace. Awesome. Well, I'd like to say that, I mean, I, there's no way I could, I, I could have done this without you, dear. I mean, over the years, I mean, early on financially, you know, you were the breadwinner and I'm not ashamed to say that, but there's also the support of being able to vent. I know we've had lots of evenings where, you know, we, it, it's, <laughs> it starts out as me venting and then ends up with us fighting about the stupidest thing, right? Regarding the business. But you've always been there. You've always been supportive. There's been plenty of times where you had to leave on vacation early without me because I had to stick, you know, stay back and finish a job and then I'd catch up and you came to the airport and picked me up and all that stuff. So I, I just want to say that I, I would not be here without you. And that's why you are my support system. And I love you dearly for that. So uh-uh. I do want to ask you, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you feel like is important uh, in this dynamic? You know, I think the important thing is, is that every day you are continually learning and investing in yourself so that you can be the best you for others. And for all of you that are listening, if you're in the Profit Club, you have an amazing guide. He is so passionate, so excited to help you achieve your goals and your business goals. And I, it's so fun to be your wife and get to watch you invest in other people. So I'm proud of you, babe. Oh, thank you, dear. I got it on tape now. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all I got for today. Special shout out to my wife for being on here and uh, sharing with you all. I hope that was helpful to hear that from a wife's perspective. It's just a taste of some of the stuff we got coming up in the uh, Hammer and Grind podcast. Hope you stick around. If you're not following us on our social medias already, go to Instagram, go to TikTok. We're pretty uh, heavy on TikTok right now. Get a lot of traction there. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our free Facebook group, the Contractor Profit Group. Or check us out at hammerandgrind.com forward slash the Profit Club. And until next time, guys, be your best you. 